and welcome to the Bible Made Easy podcast. I'm your host, Kelly, and I'm here to help you understand what you just read in the Bible. Hello, everyone. Welcome to uh, Bible Made Easy podcast. This I am your host, Kelly. This is week 16, 1 Samuel 25 through 31 and 2 Samuel 1 through 4, and then a ton of Psalms, which I will put in the description Timeline is 1011 BC to 1004 BC, so approximately seven years. So hello, everyone. I'm so glad you're on this journey with me. If you are new, welcome. If you have any questions on how the podcast is laid out, you can listen to my introduction episode. And everyone is welcome to go to my website, bmepodcast.com, to drop me a note, ask me a question, or just get up to date on the podcast with the resources I have there, including links to all of my pop culture references. So let's just jump into this. Chapter 25, we start off, unfortunately, with the death of Samuel and mourn with Israel as they say goodbye and bury him. Then as David goes on, we end up in Carmel where we meet somewhat of a jackass named Nabal who scoffed at what David's men requested. And when David heard of this, he was like, bet. Thankfully, one of Nabal's servants saw all of this understood what was happening and went to Nabal's wife, Abigail, and told her what was going on and that she needed to fix it because Nabal's is such a wicked man that no one can talk to him. Direct quote. So Abigail gets to work and takes food, 200 loaves of bread, two skins of wine, which scholars aren't sure how much this would be would be because it depended on what skin was used um, and how big they made it. But if they used sheepskin, it would be approximately 8.3 gallons. She also took roasted grain, 100 cakes of raisins, and 200 cakes of pressed figs. Abigail was not messing around. And thankfully, she goes quickly because David got his men getting ready to go and kill Nabal. Abigail stops him and is like, I am so sorry. Nabal is an idiot. Literally, his name means fool. Please take my gifts. Again, direct quote. David is like, Abigail, you're a godsend. Not only did you save your husband, but you saved me from having to deal with him. Please go in peace. You're safe. Abigail goes home and Nabal is having a feast during this time, having no care as to what just saved his life. And he was so drunk, she says nothing at the time. But when she does tell him what she did, his heart fails him. He is like stone and then 10 days later dies. David hears about this and praises God for taking care of Nabal and in a move to save Abigail, marries her so that she would come under his protection. We also find out he had another wife, Ananam, and and that his first wife, Mikhail, daughter of Saul, was married to another man, which considering how she treated him, it's probably for the best. Of course, never too far away is our man Saul and his desperate need to kill David. Which, on a Kelly side note, you can tell Saul has totally lost his mind because even if he does kill David, does he think God's going to give him back the kingdom? Yeah. Thankfully, David is in his right mind and does possess a heart after God because once again, David has the ability to kill Saul and not only doesn't kill him, but keeps his man Abishal from doing it. Of course, this doesn't mean that David isn't going to have some fun, though. So as soon as David was far enough away that Saul couldn't easily get him, he calls out to Saul's second, Abner, and is like, Abner, are you going to answer me? Abner's like, what? Who the hell are you? David's like, yeah, you should probably be dead because you didn't protect your king. Sucks to be you. Saul's like, that's David? David, is that you? David's like, sure is. Why are you trying to kill me? I haven't done anything to you and I could have killed you now and didn't. So I was like, I messed up, dude. I will not try to kill you anymore. David's like, "Uh uh-huh. Someone come get your spear. I'm out of here. 
And we learn not only did David not begin to believe what Saul was saying, but that he decided to go to the Philistines because he didn't think Saul would try to find him there and therefore wouldn't be able to kill him. So David goes to Gath and speaks to Achish, son of Moak, the king, and says, I have found favor with you. May I please live here? And he's like, sure, here's Ziklag. And David ends up living there for a year and four months. And it worked as Saul hears about where David is and is like, nah, don't want to go mess with that. And we learn that David and his men would go after other nations and would kill all the people, but leave the animals. And Akish was like, where did you go this time? And he's like, and David's like, oh, you know, I went here and there. And meanwhile was like, yep. And uh, no one can say any differently because I killed them all. And Akish is like, I love this guy. He's going to be so obnoxious to Israel, he will stay my servant for life. And then when the Philistines want to fight Israel, Akish tells David, you have to come with me. David's like, no probs, Bob. You are about to see what I can do. And Akish is like, dang, I have a great bodyguard. Meanwhile, Saul sees the Philistines gathering and he can't go to Samuel for help as, you know, Samuel is now dead. And before he lost his mind, Saul, he had expelled the mediums and spiritists. But he needs to talk to Samuel. So he is terrified of what's going to happen. And so he disguises himself and goes to find the medium in Endor. And he tells the medium, I need to talk with this specific dead guy. And the medium is like, yeah, right. Saul cast us out and will kill me. Saul's like, nope, he won't let you. And God will not let you die for this. She's like, fine. Who do you want? Saul says, Samuel. Then once she sees Samuel, she realizes that she is speaking to Saul and is like super upset, which who can blame her? That Saul was tricking her. Saul cares nothing and is like, do you see him? I really need to talk with him. And she's like, he's coming out of the earth and describes him for Saul. Samuel, meanwhile, is looking at Saul and says, what on earth are you doing? Saul's like, listen, dude, crap has hit the fan and I am terrified. I have no one else to talk to. So I asked your spirit to come up. Samuel, who is really dead, is just absolutely done with Saul's shenanigans and is like, why did you bring me up from the dead now that God has departed from you and become your enemy? God's going to do what he said he was going to do and your kingdom will be ripped out of your hands and given to David. And he did it because you didn't obey him and carry out his orders against the Amalekites. But make no mistake, God is going to save Israel from the Philistines, but you and your sons, you'll be with me tomorrow. Samuel was gone and Saul was even more upset, shocking, so upset that the medium tries to console him and get him to eat. But Saul was having none of it. Thankfully, his men came and talked some sense into him and got him going. Meanwhile, once Akish meets up with the other Philistines, they're like, uh, is that David? Akish was like, sure is. He's been a great servant. And the Philistines are like, no, absolutely not. He will turn on us and we are not having that. Akish tries to argue, but the other Philistines are adamant. Which, I mean, who can blame them? Really? I mean, it'd be a bit suspicious to me as well. So Akish tells David, you got to go back to Ziklag. I know you're awesome and loyal, but they just won't listen to me. So David, even though upset, leaves, which considering what is about to happen is a good thing. When David and his men make it back to Ziklag, they find out that the Amalekites had raided them, burned the city, and took captive all of the people, but thankfully had not killed anyone, just taken them away, which absolutely devastated David and his men. And then David starts to hear rumors that his men want to stone him for what happened. But David turns to the Lord, finds strength in him, and Abathar the priest to bring the ephod. Abathar does, and David inquires of the Lord if he pursues the Amalekites, if God will give him 
give them over to him. The Lord is like, pursue them. And David and his men left. Along their way, they meet up with an Egyptian who helps them. And David is like, what's your story? The guy is like, I was a slave of the Amalekites, but was abandoned when I got sick. David's like, can you take me to the raiding party? Egyptian is only if you promise not to kill me or hand me over to my master. I totally will. David's like, you got a deal. And so the Egyptian helps David find them. And David does, in fact, pursue them and day and night. And he fights and recovers absolutely everything. And then they go back to where 200 of David's men were so upset they couldn't fight the Amalekites. And the ones who did fight did not want to give the non-fighters any of the plunder, just their wives and children. David's like, no, God gave us this victory and we can't treat our fellow brothers that way. And furthermore, send some of the plunder to cities in Judah where his men had roamed. Unfortunately, the Philistines came against Israel and the Israelites had to flee. And sadly, they overcame Saul's son, including my beloved Jonathan. And then the fighting was worse and wounded Saul. Saul didn't want the Philistines to abuse him before death and begs his armor bearer to finish him off. But the armor bearer was terrified and would not do it. So Saul ran a sword through himself and then his armor bearer followed, killing himself. And the Philistines did find Saul and cut his head off and stripped the body, making sure that news was spread. The people at Jabesh Gilead heard about it, found Saul and his sons and gave them the proper burial that they deserved. Kelly, side note, this makes me cry every time. I don't know about Saul's other sons, but to see that this is how Jonathan ends still makes me sad. He deserved so much better in my book. Having said that, on to 2 Samuel. Uh, Then as we start in the second book of Samuel, we see David finds out about Saul and Jonathan. And normally I would do a joke about killing the messenger. But in this case, this one that told them did not do right. He lied about the details with Saul and took things from Saul and gave it to David. And well... You read what happened. And then David gives out a beautiful lament of what happened. Of course, this is from the man who wrote a great portion of the Psalms. So who's really surprised? After some time, David inquires of the Lord if he should go up to Judah. God says, go. David's like, where do you want me? God says, Hebron. So David takes his two wives, the men that followed him and their families to Hebron. Once there, David is anointed king. David thanks the city of Jabesh Gilead for taking care of Saul and Jonathan to the end. But alas, David's transition to the throne was not smooth. Abner, a commander in Saul's army, which did not, you know, we remember from earlier, took one of Saul's sons and made him king over Gilead, Asherai, Jezreel, Ephraim, Benjamin, and all of Israel. A little competitive much? And believe it or not, the dude ruled for two years. Judah was like, nah, David's our man. But the two groups sat down to literally fight it out. But David's men won. We learned David's men had killed 360 Benjamites under Abner, and Abner and Israel had killed 20, including Ashael, who was disgustingly killed with the butt of a sword. And in the end, they decided to call a truce and go back to their areas. And that is where we end for this week. So read the Psalms if you haven't. They're beautiful. And we will get into more next week. Again, if you have any questions, go to my podcast, bmepodcast.com. Go to my podcast. Go to my website, bmepodcast.com. Uh, leave me a note. Also, I wanted to mention the fact that I know we talked about in this episode that um, a medium calls Samuel from the dead, and I would like to go into that, but I can't do it in this kind of podcast setting 
because it's going to take a long time and will need to be its own episode. So if anybody's interested, I'm, well, even if you're not, I'm probably going to do an episode about it because I find it absolutely fascinating. But anyway, at some point I'll record that and I'll put it out there for all those who want to hear it, but don't want to say anything. Anyway, I hope you have a most fabulous week and I will check with you next week. Bye. Bye.